Thank you, choir. Come on, saints. Lift up praises for King of Kings. Give him glory. Give him shout. If you know that Jesus is good for you, worship him tonight. In Jesus' precious name, amen. I'd like to take this opportunity to greet our spiritual parents in absentia. I just want to say I honor the apostle. I honor Mama Bulelwa. And I don't take um, lightly um, for them to give me this opportunity uh, to stand on this, alt on this exalted altar. And come on, saints, let us just celebrate the angel of the house. Let us just thank Jesus for the life of Apostle. Amen. And I would like to greet uh, my fellow pastors and their spouses, greet the deacons, the deaconesses, and their spouses. And I would like to also greet you, church, in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, Please look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I love you. And you may take your seat. February is our month of love. Amen. So we're going to continue with love. Because February is our month of love. Amen. So I will be preaching on the message titled, How to Have a Successful Kingdom Marriage and Relationships. Amen. And my anchor scripture would be the book of John, chapter 3, verse 16. I'm sure every one of us knows this scripture. Even the kindergarten, they, they, they know this scripture. Amen. Can I have it in the New King James Version? Amen. The King James is for apostle. Amen. New King James Version. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. May we bow our head in prayer, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for this time in your house, for the privilege to come to your feet, Lord Jesus, to hear your word. Spirit of the living God, I pray right now that you anoint my tongue to be the tongue of the learned, and that... As I preach, let me not preach my own message, but let the Holy Spirit preach through me that at the end of this service, that people will not return the same way in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Now we are continuing with the message of love. Once again, since February is our month of love. Amen. Now, if I may define love, what is love? The, de the description that I have here, it says, love is a purposeful commitment to a sacrificial action for another. Amen. So in this scripture, the John 3, verse 16, we can see clearly in the scripture that Jesus became a sacrifice for me and you. And the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, in this ministry, we have, nine, we have seven pillars that are holding this ministry. And love happens to be number one of the seven pillars. 
That's how we value love in this ministry. That's how love is important in our journey with God, with brethren, with our spouses, with everyone. Amen. Now I'm going to speak about love using the three dimensions to the love of God. And this is, is and this teaching, part of it is found in our foundation class. Those that have not attended the foundation class, I will encourage you to do so. Amen. So this three dimension, number one, the love of God for us. And the, and the scripture is the scripture that we just read right now, John uh, 3 verse 16. The other scripture that demonstrates the love of God for us is Romans 5, Romans 5 verse 8. Can you please give it to us, Romans 5 verse 8. It says, but God demonstrates his own love toward us that in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. So this demonstrates the unconditional love that God has for me and you. What we need to understand is that God will not ask something of us without giving to us first. In other words, when God is expecting you to love, it is because you are, you are created in his image. And if God is love, you also ought to love. So you also have the ability to love because you are created in the image of God. Amen. Now, in obedience to the Father, Jesus Christ became our forerunner and example. That the Father sent his son to die on the cross for our sins. Amen. So this is also showing the unconditional love that God has for me and you. That the innocent became the guilty. Amen. We know that Jesus had no sin. But because of the love of God, he made him to be seen. Amen. Now, unconditional love, it does not have conditions. If, if, we, may, if we were to go back to John 3 verse 16, I want to show you something there. John 3 verse 16, talking about unconditional love. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him. So the whoever, it means it is up to an individual. You can either accept the sacrifice or you can reject it. But God, because he is love, he said, I will send my son and he will die for everyone. Whether you accept him or not, God still sent our Lord Jesus to die for us that whoever believes in him have eternal life. Now, examples of unconditional loves. God loves us in spite of our mistakes and shortcomings. If you look at the book of John, chapter 8, let's read verse to 10. And let us just see what is unconditional love. The love that me and you need to display to the lost world, to those that have backslidden, when they're coming back into the house of the Lord, 
We must not be like Pharisees. We must accept them back with the love of God. Is it there? When Jesus has raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? Next verse. She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. So this is the story of the woman who was caught. The Bible says he was caught in the very act. And the Pharisees brought this woman to Jesus. They said to Jesus, according to the law of Moses, we must stone this woman. And Jesus, having the word of knowledge, responded to the Pharisees and said, he who does not have sin, let him first cast the first stone unto her. The Bible says that the Pharisees from the eldest to the least, they put down their stone and they left. So what is amazing about this scripture is that Jesus asked the woman, says, where are your accusers? And the woman said, so he said, she said, he, he said to her, where are your accusers? Have they condemned you? The woman said, no, they have not condemned me. He, say, he says to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. So this is the attitude of love, unconditional love that Jesus has shown to this woman. So we ought to, to show this love to one another. To those that are coming from the, for the first time in the house of the Lord, we must not judge them. We must, we must love them with the love of the Lord. Those that have gone astray and they are coming back, we must not be like the elder brother of the prodigal son. We must love them and appreciate them and embrace them. So, so this is an example of unconditional love. God loves us unconditional. To love the imperfect perfectly, that is love. Amen. So number two, before I go to number two, God reaches out to us with, a, with love that has no end. So the love of God does not end. Amen. So even our love, it should not end. As I said earlier on, that we are created in his image. So if, if God's love is eternal, we have to also have eternal love for one another. Amen. So number two, our love for God. Love should be reciprocal. God desire for us to love him. So in other ways, love is mutual. So it's a two-way traffic. As much as God loves us, he expects us to love him back. Amen. The scripture is Matthew 22, verse 37. So, so now we are, we are talking about love in the context of our relationship with God. The scripture says, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Amen. So God expects you to love him with everything that you have, with your resources, with your strength, with your heart, and with your soul. Amen. The number three dimension of love is our love for others. So in this kingdom, 
we live with one another. And God is also expecting us to love one another. As children of God, we should love others as ourselves. The same scripture, Matthew 22, verse 39. Let's read verse 30, 37 to 39. It says, Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Next verse. This is the first and great commandment. Verse 39. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So you need to love your, the brethren that you are with in this house as you love yourself. So that, that is the third dimension of the love of God. Deep inside of us, there is a desire for love. Deep inside us, there is a desire to receive love and there is a desire to give love. Amen. Unfortunately, as human, it is human nature and society that we tend to, to show or to consider love down to conditions. In other words, you will say, if you do this or that, I will love you. If not, I will withhold my love and give it to someone who is worthy. And this, we, not, we, we do not only do it on ourselves, but also even with the relationship with our God. If you don't bless me in three months, I will stop serving. That's conditional love. And you cannot be, the love that we are preaching today is unconditional. Whether you see the blessing or not, Love says you continue loving God. Love says you continue serving. Love says you continue praying. Love says you continue studying the word. Amen. God's love is not like that. So God's love is not conditional. There is no end to God's love because God is love. Now in order for you to live this unconditional love, you need to go through a process. That process, it involves dying to yourself. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, die to yourself. Amen. Unconditional love involves a process of dying to self as God expects us to love all people, even our enemies. So if you do not die to yourself, how can you love your enemy? It takes unconditional love for you to love your enemy. Amen. So you need to go through this process. The process of dying to self will help you to love your imperfect wife perfectly. The processes of dying to yourself will help you to love your imperfect husband perfectly. The process of dying to yourself will help you to love your, your imperfect brother perfectly. Remember that if each and every one of us, we are not perfect. Our spiritual father always um, teaches us that even himself is not perfect. He says, if you think you are perfect, as soon as you enter that door, perfection goes away. You became imperfect. So, con so unconditional love, you need to go through a process. You will join a group. You will serve in a group. 
you will serve with different people, with different manners, how they do things, how they speak. So you, 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 you ought to have unconditional love. And it will take you to the, a process to die to yourself. Amen. Dying to yourself will also help you to love people who have, who have hurt you. Amen. Remember the Bible says we must love our enemies also. Amen. It says if we love one another, what, 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 um, there is no, how can I put it? There is no gain in that. Because we are in the house, we are believers. And if we look at God, he says the son, I make sure that the son, it gives light to the sinner, to the believer. And that shows how our God has unconditional love. So we have to have unconditional love. Now, loving God has evidences. Love is a doing verb. Amen. If you say you love, there must be action. If I say I love my wife, it must show. Amen. Amen. The makeup must show. Amen. The hairstyle must show. Amen. <laughs> the shoes must show. Amen. So in other words, if you are a husband, you need to spend. Amen. <laughs> The brothers, the brothers are leaving me. <laughs> so there has to be evidence. You have to love God's house. Amen. If you say you love God, every time when there is fellowship in the house of the Lord, and you say you love the Lord, you must be in the house of the Lord. This year, I have made, I have given myself a target. That unless I'm busy with, with anything, but if I'm not busy and I'm at home and there is a service in this house, I will be in this house. I don't care whether it's youth. I even attend youth these days. Pastor, Pastor, <laughs> Pastor KG says I'm <laughs> they're going to buy me vitamins. <laughs> so whenever there is breaking of bread, whenever there is a fellowship of the saints, this year, the love of God says you must be in that fellowship. Because you don't know which one will give you your breakthrough. You must say it's a youth and you take it lightly. And you'll find out that that is the service that was designed for your breakthrough. Amen. That is the service that you will get that weight that will change your life. Amen. So, the evidence of loving God is that you love is God's house. Whenever there is a service, you are in the house of the Lord. The evidence of loving God is that you will take care of his house. You will not come with your children and with uh, nicknets. You, you, you give your children cakes and you leave the, the chairs dirty. That's not showing the love of God. But if you take care of this house, that's the evidence that you love God. Amen. Number two. You have to love God's people. As I say, as outreach, we go out every Saturday to bring souls. Please don't be the one that's chasing out people from the house of the Lord. 
Be the one that is, will take care, will love the people of God. Amen. So that's the evidence. Number three, I'm rushing now. You have to obey, love and obey his word. Amen. So if you say you love, you love God, you must obey the word of God. If the word says you must tithe, tithe. That's the command from the word of God. And if you say you love God, do so, tithe. Number four, find delight in giving to God. The Bible says, and Solomon loved the Lord, and he gave. So the evidence of loving God, it will also show in your finances. You can't come every day, you lift up your hands, you are holy. But when it comes to your pocket, you don't want to. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so the evidence is that even in your pocket, you will tithe, you will love God. There's a saying that says, you can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. Amen. So... So, so this teaching was in the context of our love for God and for, for the brethren. Amen. So now we are sh shifting to the next stage. Now we're going to talk about love in a context of marriage. Amen. Are you ready? Are there any married people in this house? Are there any purposeful singles in this house? This message will, will also talk to the singles. Amen. So as, as, as I teach this message, I'm not only talking to the married people only. Amen. So now in Greek, there's about four types of love. But today I want to talk about three. An apostle has touched about uh, these Greek ways for love. Amen. Number one is eros. Se eros uh, represents sexual love, um, sexual attraction, desire. Or passion for intimacy. Amen. Number two is phileo. Phileo is deep friendship, or you can call it comradely love. Amen. Number three is agape. Agape is the highest form of love. It is associated with the love of God. It is the selfless love of God. Amen. The best gift that you can give yourself is to marry the right kind of person. Amen. Our spiritual father always says that there are two important decisions that you can take in this life. Number one is to give your life to Jesus. And number two is who you marry. Amen. He says if you marry wrong, my friend, you will live in hell. Amen. So make sure that you marry the right kind of person. We are talking to those that are single right now, that, those that have not yet married. Amen. Those that are married, unfortunately, you have to sit there. <laughs> Touch is a move. Amen. It's a one-way street. There's no turning back. Amen. So when choosing a husband... You are not only choosing for yourself. You must think about the unborn kids. When you're choosing your wife, you are not only choosing for yourself. You must also think about the unborn kids. Remember that, those, the, 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 remember that your wife will be the mother for, for those kids. 
remember that that husband will be the father to those kids. So make sure that you consult God, that you pray. The secret to a successful marriage is in who you marry. Amen? Daddy always says there are two important, or I've touched on this one. So what is love in the context of marriage? Amen? Love is a commitment more than a feeling. Amen? Love is a commitment more than a feeling. I'm committed to my wife, amen. And since I'm committed to her, I cannot be found. In, uh, that is why Jesus said two shall become one. So I cannot be committed again on the other person, amen. But I can, I can have feelings for, uh, for somebody else. But I can't be committed to that person, amen. Because feelings, you don't stop. Amen. <laughs> it's the truth. You can be attracted. That is eros. But it doesn't mean that you must do something about it. Amen. <laughs> but the truth of the matter, you can be attracted to as much as 10 people, 11 people, but you can only love one person. You can only love, you can only be committed to one person. I wonder people who have polygamy, Marriages, how do they do, do that? Amen. Love has to be a mutual thing. I talked about that when we were talking about our love for God. That as much as God loves us, we need to love God. That as much as you love your spouse, your spouse also ought to love you. Amen. So, one person's love cannot sustain a marriage. If there's only one person that is loving in a marriage, that marriage cannot be sustained. Amen. So it has to be a two-way street. Amen. Now we talked about three types of love. How to manage these three types of love? We will start with Eros. I want the, 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 the singles to listen carefully. Eros is the love that makes people to be attracted to each other. Amen. Many people marry because based on Eros love. And one thing is that Eros love cannot sustain marriage. Amen. Our daddy will talk about a Coca-Cola bottle, square shoulders, six-pack. That's Eros. If you enter in a marriage... Because of six-pack, because of square shoulders, because of Coca-Cola bottle, that marriage will not last. That marriage will not stand the test of time. Remember, there is a test of time. So when the testing comes, when the pressures come, of, pressures of this world, if you are married only, Based on Eros, you are in trouble. Amen. You must never allow Eros to rule you. As I said earlier on, you can be attracted, but it does not mean that you must take action on it. Amen. What you can do if you are single, 
you are attracted to someone you want to date, you must not only rely on eros. You must take it to the next one, which is phileo. Phileo is the friendship love. We must have a lot of things in common before we marry. So if you build friendship, that's when you will get to understand that person. Because if you look at um, Phileo only, she might be beautiful, attractive, but you'll find that the character is not there. He might, he might be handsome, good-looking, witness, be it like me, but you'll find that, um, <laughs> amen, you'll find that the character is not there. Or they are funny behaviors. But if you, you, you take a next step to the filial love, where now you spend time knowing each other, building friendships. And this is also for the people that are already in marriage. I cannot have friends outside my, my house. My wife should be my friend. If I have friends that I communicate more than my wife, then it's a trouble. Amen. So for the singles, make sure that you build friendships. The idea is to marry your friend. Apostle Felix has been teaching us that it is better to marry your friend. And that is the best way to shut down Eros. As I said that, Eros is emotional. She's beautiful. She's, she's dead and dead and dead. But once you start sitting with that person, building friendships, then you discover other things. That maybe those things will lead you not to go ahead and marry. But if you rely on only eros, then you'll go in and marry. And after some time, you discover that, you know what, this person, in actual fact, it's not, this is not what I was looking for. Amen. So that is why Apostle says when, when, when you attend the marriage council se seminars, he always advise the singles when they go out on dates that you must talk, ask questions. Amen. Do you know how to do this? Do you know how to cook? Amen. Ask that question. Don't just go in and marry and then you will eat fries from Monday to Sunday. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, so building Friendship is key. Amen. So that is number two. What we do in marriage is friendship. Make sure you build phileo. And after you have built the two, then you check on agape. Amen. Now we're going to talk about agape. I love what Apostle say, said um, in Sunday service. I wrote this down. He said, agape, love, is a decision to commit to meet the needs of another person for the rest of their lives without expecting anything. Let me repeat that, that again. A couple love is a decision to commit to meet the needs of another person for the rest of their lives without expecting anything. When Jesus died on the cross, even though 
God would have loved everyone of us to accept the finished work of the cross, but not everyone accepted that. But God went ahead and Jesus came and became a sacrifice for me and you. Amen. So, so agape love is the highest form of love. Is the love that will make you to sacrifice. Amen. And last year, there's something that uh, Apostle said. He said, we, we were in the leadership meeting. He said, he has reserved a room that we will fail. No, that if we fail, he has already reserved that room that he has already forgiven us. Amen. So, he will not be surprised. Amen. If we do some things that, uh, that he was not expecting. He said with regards to Mama Bulelwa, he has also did the same. So that is agape love. Agape love, it does not have condition. So, so, so the third Greek word that we need to incorporate in our marriage, in our relationship, is agape love. Agape is built on the person's spiritual capacity. Apostle Felix says, when you are connected in the spirit, you will see the same. Amen. These are some of the nuggets that I took from Sunday's message. That in your relationship, in your marriage, you also ought to take it spiritually. That is why the Bible says we must not be yoked together with unbelievers. Because when the troubles of life and the pressures of life comes, it is the person, it is your spiritual foundations that will make you to stand. Amen. So agape love is important. I was listening to Pastor Kingsley Okonko. I love what he said when he talked about these three ways. He said agape is like, is like um, spirit, soul, and body. So agape represents soul, represents spirit, sorry, and then phileo represent the, uh, uh, the soul and eros represents the body. So I like that analogy because come to think about it, we are a tripartite beings. We have a spirit and a body and a soul. Amen. Now, he said the agape represents the spirit, soul, and body and these are represented by phileo, eros, and agape. Amen. Now, we talked about eros. We talked about phileo. Now we're talking about agape. So those, are, those that are single, that wants to get married, now there is an there is a order that these three things need to go. 
When I gave it to you first, I gave you Eros as number one, and Phileo as number two, and Agape as number three. Now the order has changed. So in order of priority, Agape should be number one, and Phileo number two, and Eros number three. So Eros represents the body, the six-pack, the square shoulders. So that cannot be on top of your list. So what should be on top of your list is agape, is the spiritual component. Are you praying for that person? What the Holy Spirit is saying concerning that person, that is agape. Number two, do you have a relationship, a friendship with that person? Do you know how that person behaves? When he's angry, is he someone that will break televisions and plates in the house? Or what kind of a person is he? That's phileo. Now it's number two. Number three, then you can look at the body and say, tall and dark. Amen. Let me continue. Amen. So, so we need to do this in order and priority of agape as unconditional love and phileo as building friendship and then we can look at eros because if you take eros only chances are when troubles come that marriage will not be sustained remember intimacy can only last one hour maximum if there is no phileo, what about all the rest of the hours? If, if you're not talking to each other, then there's trouble. Amen? So that is why you need, it must not be only eros, but it must only be phileo. And agape. Amen? Am I still on time? Amen? I want us to pray. A successful kingdom marriage and relationship will be based on you having the combination of the three. Amen. As I have said, in order of priority, agape number one, followed by phileo, and lastly, eros. I love what Apostle says. Is he said, marriage is a unique institution, institution created by God. The reason you have to marry a believer is because we have a Holy Spirit to run to when pressures of life comes. Amen. So if you marry an unbeliever, when pressures of life comes, then you will be in trouble. If you are a believer, you will find yourself doing all sorts of things. I remember when we, we, we lost our first child with my wife, one of my uncles said to me, Mchan, we have to do a, a, a ceremony and a ritual for the cleansing of your wife. So you see, if you don't have agape, you will find yourself doing strange things. If you are not married to a believer, you will find yourself worshipping strange altars. You will find yourself sacrificing to strange gods. And I said to, to my uncle, no, uncle, everything is okay. For the Bible says, you are clean 
by those words that I've spoken to you. I think it's somewhere in the book of John. So that was my scripture that I was holding on to. Because of agape love, it took us not even two years to get twins. Amen. So, that is how it's important to marry someone that you share the same values. It is critical. I cannot stress that. In most cases, couples are not perfect. In fact, in most areas, we are different. I'm the quiet one. Don't mind me. When I'm here, I don't know what, 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 what happens, but I think it's the anointing. She is the one that is uh, loud and, and there, you know. So God always combines the opposite. So we must always cherish that. You'll find that if a, 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 a husband can manage finances, in most cases, it, it, it's, it's the opposite. The wife is the spender. And if the husband is the spender, the wife is the saver. Amen. So we must also, always in our marriage take note of that and use that to our advantage. Amen. And that must not cause us to fight. Amen. So I hope those that, are, those that want to get marriage out of this message, you've got something. Amen. And those that are already married, I hope that husbands will continue to make friends with, with your wives. Amen. Before I close and before we take some few prayer points, I cannot close without us going to the book of First Corinthians chapter 13. Let us read from verse 1 to 13. So we need to, to, to find out the, the, the measurement for our love. This scripture will always put you in check to see if you are still, you are not found wanting. And if we are found wanting, God is faithful, will help us to come back to the right track. Amen. Verse 1 says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understanding of all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have no love, I am nothing. Amen. Now, Paul here talks about the church of Corinthians. This is the church that believed in supernatural miracles, in praying in tongues, in prophecies. If you read the previous verse, it talks about the gifts of the Spirit. Now, when it comes to chapter 13, it brings another dimension. That as much as it is good to prophesy, but if you're doing it without love, he says you're like a, 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 a thinging 
symbol that makes noise. Amen. If you're praying in tongues without love, you are like, there is no meaning to it. Amen. So everything that we are doing for God, it must be driven by love. Amen. Love must be a motive for everything that we are doing. If you, if you prophesy, do it in love. If you're speaking in tongues, do it in love. If you pray, pray in love. The next verse, verse 3 says, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be bent, but have not love, it profits me nothing. So, when we do these good things, the motive must be love. If there is no love, then it profits us nothing. That is why Apostle says, our IK, when we go out and give to people, we don't take pictures and come and show the whole world like, like, like in Europe, they will come in Africa and shoot people with flies and, you know, so we don't do it that way. Because their motive is different. But our motive is love. It's driven by love. So anything and everything that you are doing, do it with love. Because you, you can give out of selfish ambition. Amen? And that's not love. That's why the Bible says it will profit you nothing. Amen? Next verse. We're checking our love. I, I hope as, a, as we read... You will be praying and say, God, help me. If, there, if there's anything that you think you are falling short of here. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself or is not puffed up. Love does not envy. If your brother or your sister shares a testimony, how do you feel? Amen. Do you, do you congratulate or her? Or... You become jealous. We are checking our love as we are reading the scripture. Amen. Because saints, one, one thing you must understand is that you can, with regards to prophecy, if someone got a testimony, you can also tap into that testimony. So if you become jealous, you're not doing yourself a favor. Amen. Next verse. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoke. Thinks no evil. Love does not use F words. Our spiritual father will be disappointed that marriage is inside this house. People are still using F words. That's rude. Love does not behave that, that way. Amen. Next verse. We are about to pray, saints. Few minutes. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Amen. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. If there's anything that is happening, whether in, in any department, and you know that that thing, things are not going as they should, do you rejoice about that? Amen. Ask yourself. Amen.
Next verse. Bears all things. This one is for married people. When you are married, you have to bear all things. Amen. Where are the brothers? There is no amen. <laughs> Believes all things. Hopes all things. Enjoys all things. Our spiritual father believes in us. The way he believes in us, it is amazing. It even shocks us. Amen. So, love believes all things. Hopes all things. Enjoys all things. Next verse. We are about to pray. Five more minutes. Love never fails. Amen. What happened? It never fails. It is because it was eros. There was no phileo. There was no agape. Once there is agape, you can never say that. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish. In eternity, we will not be speaking in tongues. We will not be prophesying. So those things will cease. But one thing that will stand is love. Agape love. The highest form of love. Amen. This is what we need to strive for. If we put this as number one, then the rest will line up. If we put our relationship, whether you are dating, whether you are married, if you put agape on top, followed by phileo, lastly, eros, then you will not, you, you will not say angsakfun, amen. I don't want you anymore, amen. The next verse. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. Next verse. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. Next verse. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I taught as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Amen. Saints, we need to grow spiritually. Amen. When we grow spiritually, our language changes. We put away childish things. But if we do not grow spiritually, it becomes a problem. Amen. Next verse. For we now see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. Last verse. For now we see, no sorry, go back to 12. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. Last verse. And now I abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. So agape stands out. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you got to have agape love. Amen. Say, neighbor, I love you. Amen. May we rise on our feet as we are proud to pray. Amen.
I want us to pray for our hearts. The book of Ezekiel, chapter 36. Let's read verse 26 and 27. The book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, verse 26 to 27. It says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of a stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. Amen. I want us to pray tonight. I want us to believe God for a new heart. My message when I started, the love that we spoke about, it was in the context of us loving God. I want us to pray. Because if we, if we start there, and if everything goes well with our love for God, then everything else will fall into, into place. Amen. So that is why my prayer right now, I want us to pray for our heart. That God will take away a stony heart. A stubborn heart. A heart that does not obey God. A heart that rejects the word of God. Lord, take it away. Give me a heart of a flesh. A heart that will obey your commandments. Amen. Lift up your right hand and say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray tonight, we ask you to give us a new heart. Lord, take away a stony heart and replace it with a heart of a flesh, a heart that will obey you, a heart that will obey your commandments. In the mighty name of Jesus, lift up your voice and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, oh, we pray tonight as we come before this altar, we ask, Lord, that you transform our hearts, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Take away, O oh Lord, a stony heart. Take away, O oh Lord, a heart that is not receptive to your word in the name of Jesus. A heart that is not receptive to your commandment, O oh God, and give us a heart of a flesh, a heart of a spirit in the name of Jesus. A heart that will love the things of the Spirit. A heart that will love the Word of God. A heart that will love the house of the Lord. A heart that will love serving the Lord in the name of Jesus. Come on, saints, lift up your voice. In the mighty name of Jesus. Makatose Kenderebe, Malibarakandarabosha, a heart that will love my brother, 
a heart that will love my sister in the name of Jesus Christ. Maya Bashandaraba, Maya Labaramanderopo, Masela Rabori Barabanderebe, Makatose Le Menderebe, Rebasila Rabalamanderebo, Shapapabarele Bele Menderebe, Masela Rabura Balamanderebe. In the name of Jesus, come on, saints, ask, ask, ask for a transformation of your heart tonight. Lord, transform my heart tonight. In the name of Jesus, Mashabara Saraba, Mashabara Sarabo, Mabarabara Manerebe, Masilarabara Manerebe, a heart that will serve you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lebarosha Labacado, Masilarabori Barabababa, Maketo Sebekendebe, Mashibaroko Rabala Manerebe, Labarata Rabala Manerebo, Maseketosa, Jebaranderebosa, Malibarosekete, Jebala Rabala Manerebe, Masalarabora Bala Manerebe. In the name of Jesus, Lord, take away stony heart. in Jesus' mighty name. Last prayer point. I want us to ask God for the mercy. Lord, give us mercy to love one another. Give us mercy, Lord, not to judge one another. Give us mercy, Lord, to tolerate one another. We do not have to think the same way, but we can be here and have unity and have one mind, one vision. Amen. So lift up your right hand and say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, tonight I ask for mercy. Lord, grant me mercy to love my sister, to love my brother. If there be anyone in this house, Lord, that I, I'm not talking to, Lord, grant me the mercy tonight to forgive one another in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray. Mabaru salaraba, masilaraba la madirebi, shapapaparaba la madaraba, makato sekendebi, Mercy Lord, mercy Lord, in the name of Jesus, for wherever there is unity, Lord, you have commanded your blessing, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, grant us mercy Lord, mercy in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen.